Hey, welcome back. Um, I'm filming a new episode, obviously. And today's episode, first, full disclosure, I have terrible allergies right now. And I'm going to try my best not to like sniffle, but I feel like my voice sounds weird. And it's just, it's a mess. But um, that's just getting that out of the way. Um, but today's episode, I wanted to kind of go through the pros and cons of going to a predominantly white college. And not only that, but going to a predominantly white college as a black woman and also kind of compare that to maybe an HBCU, that um, experience and how that those experiences may differ. And this is sort of, I mean, both for me as a black girl who goes to a predominantly white school, but who also questioned um, going to a HBCU, uh, this is sort of both sort of, I guess like advice, I maybe some college advice if you're a black girl at a predominantly white school, but also just like an honest conversation on the pros and the very, very real cons of deciding to go to a school that you are very, very much in the minority. So with that being said, I guess I'll just like give a little introduction to myself. I am a second year, so I'm a sophomore at a predominantly white school. I'm going to like not disclose that um, for obvious reasons, but um, I'm a sophomore and I definitely, when it came to deciding where I was going to go to college, going to an HBCU was something at first I was very, very against, shockingly enough, because, um, and I'll probably do another podcast just on this topic alone, but just um, because I was born and I was raised in a very predominantly white area. And so that's sort of like what I knew and that's sort of what I was comfortable with. And so until honestly, probably like 2020, when I really sat down and got like really into the nitty gritty of black struggle and black injustice and I started to really 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 kind of open my mind to all of that the thought of going to an HBC was never really on my radar and then when that happened I definitely was like I want to go to an HBC and I decided this is what I'm going to do I need to be around black people I need to for change be around black people like I need to go to a black school I need to go to Howard was my goal like I, I mean I was obsessed with the idea of going to Howard and I just I, I mean, even to this day, like, I still question with myself, should I have gone? Like, I don't, we'll get into that. But, um, yeah, Howard was, like, a huge deal for me. And so I really changed, like, my perspective kind of changed once I started being more comfortable in, you know, my blackness, I guess you could say. And so I obviously, I'm making this video, I also, I obviously ended up going to a PWI, a predominantly white institution, if you don't know what that means, predominantly white school. I did end up going to a PWI, but um, I think part of the reasons that I ended up not going to Howard was a big one. I mean, and I don't know how relatable this is to anyone listening to this, but I, it was like out of a lot of fear, you know, like I think because I'd grown up in predominantly white areas and like, that's sort of all I knew and sort of the way that I acted or felt that I acted I don't know I felt like I just wasn't black enough and so it was out of fear of going somewhere and feeling uncomfortable because like I felt like 
I didn't even fit in. I wasn't, you know, I didn't have, I wasn't that HBCU black girl. Like I wasn't that. And so that was conflicting. And so I didn't end up going out of fear, also out of financial stuff because Howard is literally so expensive. Can we talk about that? That's wow. So expensive. And so, but that's still a decision that I think about literally every single day. And I know for a lot of people, this is like the second, third weeks of college. And if it's, this is your first year and you're black and you went to a predominantly white school, I don't know if this just happened to me, but I was questioning everything in that first week. I was like, I made the wrong decision. I made the wrong decision. This is terrible. This is terrible. I need to switch. I need to leave. And I should have gone to an HBCU. Um, and while I still have those moments every now and every now and then I still have those moments. Um, I will say that I definitely found my place here and I found, you know, I sort of got into my groove. And so I guess I'll just give some pros, some cons, some things I wish I knew. And then I also have two friends who go to predominantly, what? Who go to HBCUs, historically black colleges and universities, um, Howard actually, and they kind of gave me their perspective as well. So I want to share that too. And so, yeah, like I know a lot of my, like the people who listen to my podcast are um, not black, but if you're not like this can maybe give you some insight. If not, um, this is definitely targeted towards black women who are either thinking about going to a predominantly white school or an HBCU or are there and are questioning it or are there and feel very, very alone because that is, that's a big one. That's very real. So let's, I guess, just like get into it. Um, so the school that I go to, I came here with a ton of my friends and a lot of my friends were white, are white, like pretty much all of my friends are white. And so I came here with a lot of my friends. Um, and so that I think that that also made this situation. And that's, I put that in the, I would say that that's a huge pro for me because I felt like when I started here, I had so, like I already had friends and I already had people that I liked. I already had people that I cared about. And I already had people who were kind of going through this journey with me. And I never really stressed out about making friends. Like that was never a stress of mine. Um, sorry. Um, I'm really, really trying to avoid sniffling because that's so icky and so disgusting, but I, my allergies, but you know, I still had to record, you know, for the people. Um, so yeah, I came to college and I already had friends. Like I already had people that I knew. And so I will say that that kind of made things a lot easier because at no point was I stressing out about making friends. I never felt like alone. Like I, came here and I lived with all of my friends and we're, we're all really, really close. So I still live with all my friends, even my second year, like we're all still very close. So that was never really an issue for me, but what was an issue, and this will go into the con section. I'm not going to go like down pros, 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 cons, cons, cons. I'm just going to like kind of blend them because they're all very intertwined and connected. But, um, I would say within that, yes, I had friends and all my friends who came here with me were white. Um, except one of my friends who, it's a whole nother story, I'm not even getting into that right now. Um, I will say that I did, especially, especially, especially the first month of college, I did struggle a lot with trying to find black friends. And I was constantly like, 
all my friends are white. Like I need black friends. And so that was a huge, 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 huge thing for me. And so I was trying so hard to like make black friends that I was more so looking for like qual a quantity of people. I was more so looking for like, I wasn't looking for like a quality friend. I was looking for somebody who's black. That was my qualification for my friends. You just need to be black. I need, I'm looking for somebody who's black so I can be friends with them because I need more black people here. And so that, um, that mentality, I had that kind of for a while. And I will say, looking back, that probably is not the best mentality to have because, um, you're going to meet so many people. And if you are going to rule people out and you're going to be closed minded and you're just going to rule people out based off of their skin color, which this is such like a non, not non me, but like, this isn't like, this is not really something like this is more so something that I'm shocked that I'm saying, if that makes any sense, but like, don't rule people out because they're white or because they're not black. Like you will meet black people trust and you're probably going to make some black friends. Don't worry about that. It's going to happen, but don't make that what you're looking for in friends have higher standards for yourself. Look for a quality friend, people who have like-minded views as you people who, because you're going to meet some black people and you're not going to get along like in that way. And that's okay. Like you're not, they're not going to be, you know, like your bestie bestie. Be, but if you kind of force those situations just because they're black and you feel like you need black friends, that's not going to be, it's not going to work out. And so I will say make friends and, you know, be especially kind to the black people that you see on campus because they're few and hard to come by. But don't just look for, wow, that was such a loud noise. Jeez. Oh my gosh. Okay. Sorry. Um, don't just look for people because they're black. I think one of the biggest pros that I have is, um, one of the pros that I would say for going to a PWI is you're making friends of, from everywhere and they're not just, I mean, from everywhere, like you just have the ability to meet so many different people. Um, so take advantage of that and meet tons of people because some of the best people that I met, um, you know, my first year of college, some of my, my best friends to this day, they're white. And at first I was like, no, I'm not, I don't want any more white friends, which is a crazy mindset to have. But especially as somebody who really wanted to go to an HBCU and then ended up going to a PWI in my head, I'm like, no more white, no more white people. Like I'm going to create my own mini HBCU here. Like I refuse to have any white friends. And I ruled out all these white people and I wouldn't talk to white people, but it's like, no, like some of them are like literally dope. Like they're cool. And then, um, which then like leads me, I guess, into another pro is some of the opportunities I feel like you get. Um, this, it depends on how you look at this and it depends on what you're studying. It depends on so many different things. But um, from what I was studying, my school had a really good program for that. And I do feel like depending on the HBCU, HBCU that you go to or depending on what PWI you go to, like you're going to get opportunities because, you know, in the world or in the society, a lot of these colleges, while yes, it's a good college, like their names, you know what I mean? Like you, somebody graduates from, I don't know, some random Midwestern college that nobody's ever heard of. 
their law school and you or you graduate from Harvard Law. Which one are you're getting the same education? Probably yes, but obviously Harvard Law's a name. And so I would say like one of the pros, and this isn't just for PWIs, this it, it like definitely applies to HBCUs and everything, but like there's opportunities in like the school that I ended up going to. And so I knew that, you know, going here, I'm going to get some opportunities um, sort of just based off of the name, like based off of um, how people know it and how, you know, well-known it is. And there's some sort of privilege, I guess, that comes with that. And so I will say that that was a huge pro for me. Um, another P- a pro of a PWI, and this is, let me tell you, take advantage of this. You're Black. You're a minority in this school. So take advantage, take full advantage of it because there are scholarship opportunities that you can apply for, just you because you're black, like simply because of that. Like you have, well, obviously like you need other, you know, qualifications and, you know, you have to, you know, like there's other levels to that, but like there's opportunities that are just based off of like, you know, racial diversity. And so you have scholarship opportunities and you can be a part of certain things because you're black. And so, you know, I'm going to bring this up later because I, did reach out to some of my friends who went to Howard and they said one of the things with Howard is like you, you're not going to get a scholarship because you're black you're not going to get you know this thing because you're black like everyone's black like what else do you have which can be a pro and a con but I will say um that's definitely like a pro in my opinion and so you can sort of take advantage of that you know you're a minority. Like when you're writing scholarship essays to get into school, talk about that. Use your blackness. Like a lot of the people, especially PWIs, a lot of people in those rooms who are deciding who comes here, like they're probably white. Like, let's be real here. Take advantage of your blackness. I mean, use, it's not what your blackness has done to you. Wait, no. How do we, wait, what's the saying? It's not what something has done to you, but it's what it can do for you. What can your blackness do for you? Use it, take it and use it. You know, like all of my, all of my essays were about, you know, being a black girl and the implications that that had on me who was raised in a predominantly white area. Like, could that have gotten me into uh, Howard? Who really knows? Could that have gotten me into an HBCU? I don't really know. But it got me into a PWI because white people love that shit. They will eat that up. So, yeah. Um, pros. Um, and this is a lot of these are like also personal, like to just like the school that I go to as well. Like, I don't, this is all like from my personal experience. I'm not, I can't speak for everybody. But um, it's for, I think one of the really, really cool things about going to a PWI is whenever you do see other black people on campus, it's so fun because it's like, I see you, you see me, we see each other and there's that unspoken alliance, but I will actually, I'm going to share this little story. This actually terrified me and I almost ended up not going to the school I go to currently because of this. I, it was like orientation, um, like before school started freshman orientation last year. 
and I come to the school. It's my first time like really here, especially like as like a student, um, classes haven't started, but it's just orientation. I come to the school and I'm walking around and I'm like, oh my gosh. And I'm with my dad and I'm like, oh my gosh, everyone here is white. Like there is literally no black people because I mean, I knew that this was a PWI and I knew it was a predominantly white school, but I was like, I mean, it can't be that bad. Um, but it was, and it was, oh my word, there was just no diversity. And maybe it was just the day that I went for my orientation. Maybe it was just the section that I was in, but it was me and nobody, like it was just me. And I actually went with my other friend, she's black, but it was just the two of us in this like crowd sea of white people who looked like they literally just went to my high school. I was like, I can't do this again. Like, I'm not, I'm not about to repeat this. And so I'm walking around orientation and I go to like this like stand because like different clubs and groups and stuff have like stands and sections like set up and you can go like meet different people. And I went up to this one because I saw a black woman. She was running the stand. It was an older black woman. She was with a black man as well. And I was like, oh my God, black person, black person. So I just went instantly to the stand. I didn't even read what it was that they were promoting. I didn't even read any of that. Like I was like, let me see what this is about. Like I need some black people. I go to her stand and she grabs my hand. She goes... And I think it, I can't even remember what it was. Like it wasn't anything like relating to what she said to me, but she grabbed my hand and she goes, if you need anything, I'm here. And she's like looking at me and she's giving me this like, look like in my face, in my eyes. I felt like I was in get out. If you've seen the movie, get out. It felt like a scene out of get out, like leave, like get out of here before you're like trapped here. Like she was like trying to like stop me. And that, moment terrified me like oh my gosh I was so scared because I was like what did I what have I done because at this point I mean it's sort of too late to go anywhere else and I pretty much already committed to this school and so I'm like oh my god like this is this is this is my life that I've, I've willingly put myself in what I hated so much in high school I put myself in this situation and I remember I like went to my dad and I was like, I told my dad what happened. I was like, I can't do this. Like, I can't do it. I can't go here. I can't like, this is so scary because if I, I can't even explain to you guys the literal terror that I felt when she looked at me and it was an older black lady. And she's like, if you need anything. And she slid me her number and she gave me a note card. She wrote her number and everything on it. And I was like, what is going on? And so um, didn't think about, I still haven't, I actually really haven't thought about that story since like right till right now since then. So, I mean, like it's been, it's been fine, but that was, that was a pivotal moment and that definitely scared me. And then I think it also made me, that's probably why I kind of had that mindset of no, like I'm not having any white friends, like all of those things in combination just stressed me out. And so for my first month or so of college, I was so like I was just playing, um, like I was like, I don't want to be a part of this. Like, I don't want to be here. Like I wasn't even like open-minded to anything, anyone or anything like that. Um, so that is, <laughs> so seeing black people on campus is nice though, because again, like there is sort of that like, um, alliance type sort of that you kind of have because, Again, seeing black people is sort of scarce and hard to come by. I do go to a very to a D one school, so there's a lot of athletes, and a lot of athletes are black, and so you know there's that. But I also feel like 
for the non-athletic black person, sometimes it's, it's a little bit different you don't have, you know, it's a little bit different. Um, yeah, I, another kind of going with that from literally my preschool education until my freshman year of college. So what's that? 12 years. I never once had a black teacher, not a black male teacher, not a black female teacher. I honestly never had a teacher that wasn't white. I might've had a, no, I might've had like one person of color as a teacher, like in like sixth grade or something, but I've always had white teachers. It's just the way it was. And this year, my second year, sophomore year of college for the first time ever in my life, I have a black female teacher and it's the coolest thing ever. Um, but it was just so jarring because I was like, oh my gosh, like I've never had a, like I've never had that before. And so like, this is like one of those classes that we're, we're talking about, like, it's like literature type stuff where we're also talking about, like, we kind of get into like slavery and, you know, the Jim Crow era and things like that. And we all know if you, you get it, what I'm saying, when these subjects are discussed and you have an all white class with an all white teacher, everyone's just like, like looking to you for you to answer because like you're the only black person in there and it's super freaking uncomfortable and it's literally terrible. But no, I have a black teacher and she like, I'm like, I feel way more comfortable having these discussions because you get it. And even though the rest of the class is the rest of the class is white, at least I know that somebody there gets it. So that's really nice. But yeah, seeing black teachers, like it's jarring. Um, would I put that in the pro section? Probably not, but I think it's a pro for me right now because I have a black teacher. And so it's like a whole new experience. Obviously, if you went to an HBCU, that would not, um, be that shocking at all, but to me it is. Um, some of the cons, let's get into the cons. Um, obviously the lack of, lack of diversity. That's a huge thing. Like that's really the only, only thing I have to say about that. I mean, the lack of diversity is there and yeah. Um, I will also say going out, if you're a social butterfly and you like going out, okay, I'm not a social butterfly, but I like going out. I like having a little fun with the girls. I like going out, you know? So if you like going out and you're black woman and you have all white friends Sometimes that, that that can be a little bit discouraging. Sometimes that can be a little bit discouraging because uh, I, like certain people, like if you went to a predominantly white high school, I think, I don't know how to like put this into words and to phrase this correctly, but it can be discouraging to see everyone get some action and everyone having this and that and 30 guys are approaching them and tons of people are like whatever and nobody's like looking in your direction that could be discouraging and while I don't necessarily feel that way or I ever like felt that way I've you know I have friends I have um friends what is it with all of these people who literally ride their freaking motorcycles so free like, literally stop doing that like it's so annoying it's like there are they are you who are you trying to impress like literally the second somebody does that like my my first size like your dick is literally small sorry that's <laughs> that's so bad but like 
like stop like stop jeez oh my god that's one of my biggest icks um anyways as i was saying um yeah like the going to parties and stuff like that like sometimes they can be a little bit discouraging especially if you're going to frat parties which leads me to my first piece of advice if your type is frat boys change it (laughs) no 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 and maybe the frat boys where you go are different um so yeah the cons the parties they can be a little bit interesting a little like you will feel very black sometimes in these situations like you'll be like "Mm." sometimes you might forget like oh i'm black but these some some outings will remind you but i would just say like find the right groups find the right things to do find the right parties find the right social events and go out with the right people and you trust me you will attract plenty plenty of people and you'll be fine but some like if you certain places might be a little bit discouraging um some teachers are racist people are racist when you go to a predominantly white school that's just something that's going to happen that's the probably like the most annoying con but it's one of those things it's like i i i like at some point it's like i don't even know what i'm supposed to do in this situation sorry um yeah racism big stuff yeah i know it happens and it is prevalent it is um i go to like a generally like liberal school so i haven't struggled with it like too 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 bad but like i mean there's like microaggressions that's the biggest thing it's especially like you know people um they don't realize it it's just their own ignorances and they just don't understand but microaggressions racism happens i just had my first like openly not openly but like more openly racist teacher and i ended up dropping the class because you know what this isn't high school i don't have to sit here and listen to this racist person ramble on and on and try and teach me about america i don't have to do that i can drop this class and instead take a different class because i don't have to sit here and listen to you i'm paying to go here and i'm I'm paying you and i I don't have to sit here and listen to this at all so i dropped it like the first day of class i kind of sat there and I feel like I sort of like provoked him. I was kind of asking him questions because he was just saying some outlandish stuff. I mean, he literally referred to black people as the blacks, if that tells you anything about that. So I dropped that class because I don't have to sit here and listen to that. I really don't. Um, I will also say um, this is probably the biggest con, the most important one over everything, over your education, over everything, really. Some of the guys here are just not attractive. Sorry, let me rephrase that. When I go on TikTok and I see like um like Howard or whatever like doing those like cute like videos of the the fit checks and they and I see like the boys who go there and I'm like y'all have options. Here it's like especially like if you're somebody like me and like you're you like guys who are black like you're into that like you're into black guys especially especially then um the options are scarce um it's small it's limited it's it's a disgrace it's sad it's hard it's oh you run into a black girl and she's probably met the same people that you have and there's like three 
really, really good looking guys. And everybody just likes those three because there's three. Um, so the lack of options, if your type is a minority at this school, um, that's, that's a big one because the dudes, no, I like, I don't even want to get into this for real, but like, no, like I will literally like go out and I'm like, I come back and I'm like, what am I doing here? Like, what is this? And it's like, I'm not even somebody who will like, I'm not even looking for a husband for like, I'm really not. But like, y'all, <laughs> it's uh, so sad. And I feel like, I don't know if this is just like, am I at, like where I go to school? But I feel like the girls are giving tens. The girls are giving tens and there's so many of us and we look good. I mean, they're giving tens. The girls are so beautiful here. And it's like, the guys, like, it's just, ooh. like, and I'll talk to people and like, they be going like to schools, like outside of our area to find like some dudes because you ain't going to find it here is what, is what you're not going to do. I'm not going to find my husband here and I'm not even going to find my next boyfriend here. And that's just the way that that is. And I'm okay with that, but it's really something to look into. Like what, like, if that's something that you value very deeply, you know, like find guys you know, like, is your PWI, is that your best option? So, you know, sit with that one for a little bit. So now I kind of want to give some advice. I'm going to go over it really quickly because they're all pretty general advice. Um, You've probably heard a lot of this before, but there is some stuff that I feel like maybe I wish I would have known before starting at this school. Um, First thing, join BSU. Join your Black Student Union. Join your Minority Student Union or um, not Student Union, uh, Minority Scholars or join clubs for Black people. Join them. Or for minorities, people of color. Join them. Because one, that's how you're going to like meet more Black people. Two, um, it's sometimes you just need it. Like for me, like sometimes I just... Like, I love, 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 like, with every everything in me. Like, I love my friends. Like, they're my favorite people ever. And they're all white. Um, I have, like, two – I have other, you know, good friends who are black, but they just don't go to my school. So – but the ones I live with, they're all white. Um, and sometimes things just happen, and they just don't get it. Or certain – you'll just – sometimes you just need a black person who gets it with you. Sometimes you just need to be surrounded by black people. Not sometimes. I mean, I think if I could always be surrounded by black people, that'd be beautiful and awesome. But sometimes you just need to be surrounded by that. Sometimes certain things, you'll feel emotions or you'll feel some type of way or you just need to talk to somebody about something and your white friends just won't get it. And they can be the most, I mean, amazing people. Like there's really like not in like a rate, nothing, no racism, nothing like, no, it's they just won't get it and that's okay. So that's why I would say definitely join like your BSU, try and, you know, reach out to, or at least have some black people around you that even if they don't have to be your best friends, that you can sort of surround yourself with just to kind of stay grounded and to remind yourself that you are literally not alone because you will feel that sometimes, especially at a predominantly white school. Sometimes you'll just feel like, alone um so definitely join your black student union um to meet black people and stuff 
um, and kind of have those, have that comfort. Um, huge, huge, huge piece of advice. Don't let white spaces stop you from going out. Don't let being at a predominant, don't let, you know, doing this thing with all white people stop you from going out or feeling, you know, too uncomfortable. Don't let this stuff stop you. Because I think for me, like, it's sometimes it's like, oh, I don't want to go out. It's only white people who are going to be there. Yeah, but, like, don't let that stop you from having fun. Stay true to yourself. Like, stay true to yourself. Be yourself. Do not assimilate to, like, try and fit in. No. Because you will find people who will, like, accept you for, you know, who you are. Don't try and be something that you're not. And don't let people, no matter who they are, stop you from being yourself and going out. Don't stop people from you having fun and, you know, enjoying life. Go out. Be safe. Be very, very safe because you're, you know, let's take a little step back. Um, Obviously, if you're Black, you understand, you know, the weaponization of your blackness so be safe obviously but don't let things like that stop you like go out have so much fun because there's so much fun to be had um if you just let yourself you know feel that and you let yourself go out and have fun so do it just go out uh quality over quantity when it comes to friends you know be picky and choosy about who you're friends with it's not about how many friends you have but how good are the few friends that you do have do you feel completely, completely, completely comfortable with them? Are you ever questioning this friendship? Find people who make you feel, you know, you don't have to question anything. Like, these are literally, like, your people. And, like, that's just unquestionable. Um, and even if that's one person, I'd rather have one really, really, really good, honest, perfect, amazing friend than 30, a big group of friends who are all really toxic and I'm pretty sure that they don't really like me or, you know, treat me some type of way or I don't feel fully comfortable around or I feel like I have to put on a front whenever I'm around them. So definitely quality over quantity when it comes to making friends. Um, and then when it comes to also making friends or meeting new people, surround yourself with like-minded people. Again, regardless of race, surround yourself with like-minded people, people who have similar beliefs and thoughts to you. No, it doesn't matter, like, you know, their race or anything, but just surround yourself with people like yourself, people who make you feel comfortable. Surround yourself with those type of people because that, at the end of the day, is who you're going to feel the most comfortable around. Um, don't, you know, just, like, be open-minded and be friends with, you know, meet people. As I was saying, so don't, like, close yourself off to meeting new people. Like, this is literally an episode of Love Island. This like close yourself off, you know, like whatever. No, but like still just, you know, like definitely find those people who have similar interests as you, you know what I mean? Like if you're into art, join art clubs and talk to people who have similar beliefs, you know, to you, especially if you are black and you have interests that are I hate to say unconventional, but, you know, are less stereotypically black. Like for me, reading, which is really 
like black people, I mean, it's not unheard of. It doesn't make, it's nothing weird or anything like that, but like, it's just definitely like a lot of the people who read the same books as me, like it's harder for me at least to find black people who kind of share that same um, interest. And so find people who just have those same interests as you because that's really, really fun. And then last, I already said this before, but I'm going to say it again because if it didn't, if you didn't hear it, you know, here it is again. If you're into frat boys, don't be. And that's more of like a warning, you know, forewarning. But also, no, like, no. I'd be so curious to hear a story of that working out, honestly, because just don't do it. Um, so, yeah. So now I'm sort of going to bring up uh, – I reached out to two of my friends who go to Howard University. Um, they are literally awesome, cool, amazing, really inspiring, awesome black women who um, kind of are from the same area that I'm from. And so they went to predominantly white high schools. And so I asked them a couple of questions just to kind of hear their perspective because obviously all I can speak from the perspective of is somebody who's going to a predominantly white high school, college um, and, and who went to a predominantly white high school. So I'm curious to hear their perspective. So I reached out to both of them. And so I, they made some really, really good, like they just said so many things that I was like, oh, I like seriously never thought of that, which obviously that's how, you know, perspectives work. Obviously I never would have thought of that because how would I have thought of that? Because I didn't even go there obviously. But, um, yeah. The first um, thing that I asked was, what is the biggest pro that you think going to your HBCU, Howard, uh, for both of them being? Um, my friend, and I'll just, you know, kind of name drop them here a little bit. Um, Immaculate, thank you, Guru, for answering, and Erica, who both, you know, kind of helped me with this little research. Um, Immaculate said that the pros of going to her HBCU would be being around her people and going to an HBCU. Oh, this is such a good point that she said, um, holds you to a higher standard, which I was like, hmm, how, you know, exactly does that like in what way? And she said in a predominantly white space, you can sort of just be black and you can sort of stand out just by that alone. Whereas at an HBCU, everyone's black and especially Howard where, you know, it's harder to, it's hard to get into and it's, you know, prestigious. I mean, it's, it's a, it's big, you know what I mean? Everybody was, you know, the, has a 4.0 and has this and did this and was part of this club. Like everyone's doing that. What makes you different? So you have to really be held to such a high standard to really stand out. And I thought that was a super, super interesting and really good point. Um, and then she also said that you meet people from all over the diaspora. So you're meeting not only black Americans, but you're meeting, you know, Africans from all different continents or all different areas and just black people from all different walks of life, which I think is really, really interesting. Um, and Erica responded. She said that um, the biggest pro is that she didn't realize how directly her mental health was being affected and feeling alienated at a school just in general, growing up in the suburbs of our white, predominantly white area. And so she felt at peace of herself knowing um, that she had 
I think I'm reading her answer to a different question and that's my bad. But I think her pro, oh no, that was the right one. Um, it was, yeah, it was that impact it had on her mental health, like being able to, you know, not feel alienated based off of your skin, but instead feel, you know, unionized. Unionized? Jeez, that's crazy. Unified. Wow. Unionized. Jesus. Okay. Um, and so like that I think was an also that was just really good um good point. And then I also asked them how they think that going to an HBCU has differed from their predominantly white high school from going to a white high school. And um Immaculate said that going to a predominantly white high school, she said it was imperative that she stayed true to herself. She was still, she never once, you know, she never like closed herself off or silenced herself because she was black. Instead, she stayed very true to herself. She was one of the founders of her BSU or her high school. Um, and so she said she still like always was very much herself, but at the same time, as a black person at a predominantly white space, there's that level of overachieving. Like you have to, you can't just be good. You have to be great. You have to be, you know, two times better, two times, you know, smarter to you overachieve two times more to get the same recognition, which is just a general truth that I think a lot of people understand. But she said that, um, it differs because at, um, Howard, she doesn't feel that way. She doesn't feel that she has to overachieve or to be, you know, recognized. She doesn't have to overachieve in her, you know, blackness or in any other scenario. And I thought that was such a good point because over trying to like, you know, be two times better, two times faster, two times sm smarter, everything is such a real, real, real thing. And I just remember like my dad always told me like, like you like you can't just be good in a predominantly white space because a black person being good in a predominantly white space, you might like that. You're not going to be at the same level as somebody else who's good. You can't be good. You have to be great. And I thought that was such a good point. Um, and so, yeah, she said that they had, they had this thing that they said at her school at Howard on their first day of school. It said a bad day at an HBCU outweighs a good day at a PWI. And I said, that is, I kind of want to do an entire episode where I just speak with Immaculate and Erica just because like I feel like our perspectives like I'm looking at like the stuff that they're saying and I'm like damn like did I make the wrong decision who really knows I mean I'm still here haven't dropped out yet so you know it, it's it's fine but I definitely think that going to an HBCU like has so many like amazing benefits and that just is something that I wish that I could experience just like that, you know, everything. Um, and then Erica, she said that in high school, she was the only predominantly black, black space that she was a part of was BSU in her high school. My high school didn't even have BSU. Me and my friend tried to start a BSU or to start some sort of something and it just didn't mend over too well. So, um, yeah, she said the only, like it differs from her high school experience. Like the only time that she was surrounded by black people was in BSU. And which is like interesting because I can almost like compare that to my 
college experience and I'm like the only time that I was around tons of black people or am around tons of black people is in my BSU. Um, I will say I did have made like really, really amazing black friends and like I have like I have black friends. Like don't, you know, don't worry about me for real. I'm fine. Um, it's just very it's very interesting just like thinking of uh sort of like how I felt first starting college before I even came to college, the first week of college versus now and how maybe I'll feel like when I graduate. It's just very different in the black people in my life. It's just it's a very weird thing that it's hard to put into words. And so I don't know, you either get it or you don't, which I literally hate saying, but you know, I just I don't know how else to better um describe this. And I feel like I keep touching my mic and I feel like you can hear that. And I'm very sorry about that. Um what and then I asked them, what did you wish you knew before going to your HBCO? That was my next question. Immaculate said she wishes that she knew more about the elitist culture. There's a lot of exclusivity that comes within going to Howard, especially because Howard is a very prestigious, you know, high up, top up school. She said that definitely like the um, exclusivity. Um, But she also said that she wishes she knew that there's no pressure to be anything that you're not. That idea that I kind of brought up earlier, one of the reasons that I ended up not, you know, kind of committing too much to Howard was um, because I didn't feel black enough. I didn't feel like I fell under that HBCU girl Howard girl aesthetic. Like I didn't have that. I didn't, you know, and there are certain elements to that, that like, again, it's very much like, if you get it, you get it. Like there are certain elements to being that HBCU, that Howard, you know, Atlanta black girl that I just did not have, don't have, to be honest, um, because I just never even grew up in those spaces. That's just not even, that's not who I am. And so that was a worry for me because I felt like in order for me to go to a school like Howard, like I need to be that girl. Like I need to have that. But um, Imakule made a point. She said, like, there's no pressure to be anything that you're not that HBO black, HBCU black girl. Like you don't have to be that. Have I been saying HBO? HB, that's so embarrassing. HBCU. Um, that HBCU um, black girl, while it exists, like you don't have to be that because there are so many black people there. You will find your space. Be yourself. Um, and so that is a big thing that she said. And then she also talked about, um, the struggle of HBCU. She didn't know too much about like just generally the financial struggles of that. Um, you know, obviously you can't, you're not going to get a scholarship because you're black. No fucking way. No fucking way. No fucking way. I think that my entire part
Let's say, oh my word. Oh wow. That is not what I 